Hi there, listener. You're about to experience Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games, and there will be plenty of game talk, but also copious amounts of crude, off-color, offensive, and immature speech. So if you are of a rather sensitive humor constitution, we're just letting you know what you're in for with this show. It has games. It has jokes. You know, just games and jokes. Take the games, take the jokes, and have a good time. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tadpog podcast. A show that happens twice a week where two old guys play old games. I'm going to burp a little bit. Yeah, it's very, fine. I'm, dr- I'm taking a drink. Well, this week, we are starting... Digital Trends Top 25 Sega Genesis Games. Kind of. Kind of. (laughs) So, I mean, it's not going to be the episode title or anything, but I guess Madden 94, Madden NFL 94? Yeah, and I think in the last episode, I think I said Madden 97, which that would have been a I done goofed, because that was a PlayStation game, I think. Uh Um, But yes. Not like I would know the difference. (laughs) No, me neither. (laughs) Other than like when I like looked it up, I was like, did I say that? And I was like, oh yeah, that is is not a Super (laughs) Nintendo game. So, uh, you want to get that out of the way first, even before we do introductions? Madden 94? Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, and let's talk about like why we're not really talking about Madden mm-hmm. 94. Because we did it a long time ago. It's like episode 32 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's, it's really early on. And I, I compared gameplay and things like that. And Super Nintendo has slightly better graphics and sound because that's just Super Nintendo over the Genesis. Yeah. But other than that, didn't seem any different to me. So if you want to know what it's like, Listen to that episode, and then just imagine it with better graphics and sound. And I'll have the link to that Madden 94 episode in the show notes. Yeah. So if you want to check it out and you don't want to go through the trouble of looking it up, uh, it'll be in the show notes. Uh, It's also on SoundCloud, so Mm -hmm. you can find it on our playlist there. Um, The only thing that I found that was different was, and they fixed this, I think, on later releases of the cartridge, but I think in the SNES version, what I read was that they had the roster, I think, for the New York Jets and the New York Giants swapped. Yeah. I would have never known that by playing No, it. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have either. So it was like, it was one thing that I read, and I was like, oh, okay, good, I'm glad I read that. There's because, something. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, there is a difference. So uh, what I'm saying is we actually should have played the Genesis version to, to appreciate the nuance of that difference. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but now that's out of the way. I'm your beard host, Tyler. And we've got a package. Yeah. Who is this from? We have a wonderful, wonderful package. I enjoy your handwriting, Sandwich Pope Phil Hawkins. So he sent us, spent thirteen forty five to get this out here. I appreciate that very much. That's a lot. That's a lot of postage. So let's see what he has in here. I think he wanted us to read the newspaper that he wrapped some stuff in. All right. Did he handpick uh, some choice articles for us? I think he'd mentioned that on the Facebook group, I think. Uh, it's because it's from the paper that he writes for. The Woodburn Independent. Link in the show notes if you'd like to uh, Absolutely. post comments about their writer. If they have a Yelp review, <laughs> go leave Phil a five-star Yelp review. Because here's an article about real dads, still dads. Still as in the mowers and... 
chainsaws. Steel dads. Nothing in there. Nothing in there. Some good foley. All right, here's something. I'm going to have to turn the light on. Can't read it? Nope. A little, a little too dark for me. All right. Here, I got it. Yeah, Discord? that one. That one. All right. Perfect. This first one here, which I thought was a candle, it appears to be... Is that wax? Cosada de Leche Rolitos Mini. Tres Leche? Tres Leche? Rolitos, yeah, cocada de leche, so coconut milk, because there's a coconut on it. That sounds good. I like that so all far. Right. It looks like a giant white Tootsie Roll. And the ingredients are all in Spanish, so nothing like pronouncing chemistry words in Spanish. It looks, yeah, it looks like coconut oil that has just been toasted and rolled up like compound butter. Uh, that sounds delicious to me. All right. Do yeah. they do they even have calories listed on that package? Oh no. Oh, then there's zero. <laughs> so this is an illegal snack food. More than likely. Okay. Oh, this smells good. It does smell good. I love coconut. As man. an as an this adult, smells good. I do like coconut. I couldn't stand it as a kid, but now I do like it. I even like the texture of coconut. They're like stringy. See, and this tastes like it has palm oil in it, so it's gonna stay that that good room temperature, like soft and gooey. This is hella good. This is like the part of a Mounds bar mm-hmm. without the chocolate mm-hmm. on it. It's just mm-hmm. the coconut filling of a Mounds. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Please tell me the rest of that box is just full of those. There is another one. Another one. Here you go. Sweet. Do you want to split this one too? Nope. You can have that one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Rollitos? I love this. He's not food, but a pen. Team up with Clyde against child abuse, 1993. It's Clyde Drexler. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy that very much. I still have his <laughs> dream team figurine at my mother's house. Kenna plays with it in the bathtub. <laughs> oh, here's a letter. I'll go ahead and read this. Try to read it like Phil. Can't okay. get a uh, Phil impression. Deep voice. Buenos dios, Tyler and Dave. Thus far, your whimsical show intros through the land of garbage food has largely stayed on the path of American cuisine, with the notable yeah. exception of the package sent by Tam- Time Lord Josh Edwards and it's Started it all. As it so happens, I work in a predominantly Hispanic city, and thus I'm in prime position to provide you with a cornucopia of convenience store delicacies from south of the border. Encloses a small selection of snack foods I picked up from Woodburn's Guacamole Market, which features a vast selection of cheap crap that could loosely be described as edible. I've never tried any of these products, but by some miracle, if they taste adequate, I can send up follow-up package packages of more Mexican noshes. So... Guess I can probably firmly say that you'd like more Cocada de Leche Rolitos Mini. Yeah, I'm not sure I can find these locally. Yeah. Uh, this is really good. I've I, been in plenty of Mexican markets around here, and I've never seen these. This is really, really good. I do like this. I'm not going to eat this one right now. I'm going to save it for later. Mm-hmm. Like this is like I can feel the, I guess the grease or whatever coming of, through the yeah, plastic, the oil yeah. coming through the plastic. <laughs> this is an amazing snack. <laughs> In a much more likely scenario that this junk food is fucking awful, I've included a bag of Tim's Cascade-style potato chips, Ooh. a product out of Washington State that isn't available in your sultry neck of the woods. The Safeway I visited didn't have jalapeno, the much superior flavor of something with honey barbecue. Also in Clyde... In, in, see, I was getting ahead of myself with Clyde Drexler, so in Clyde's, <laughs> enclosed, is a pin-on button featuring Portland Trailblazer great Clyde Drexler in his early 90s efforts to end child abuse. Well, you failed, Clyde. You failed hard. Didn't even get... I mean, this was pre-Coney. He, he <laughs> failed so hard. 
Spoiler, he failed. (laughs) (laughs) Which was logged in the basis for his 1995 trade to the Houston Rockets in exchange for Otis Thorpe. Didn't know that. (laughs) You didn't stop child abuse. Get the fuck out of Portland. (laughs) Marcelo Nicola and a 1995 uh, first-round draft pick that was used to select Randolph Childress out of Wake Forest University. In closing, how many ladies have I smooched in my lifetime? The answer is on the back. Hugs and kisses, Phil Hawkins. On the back is a drawing of a wiener. On the back is handwritten. Are you just here to take a guess? No. No. No, I'm not even, I'm not even going to guess. Just a guess at Phil's Look, kissing you know, prowess. You know how I feel, Val. I've, I've come under fire for, for smooches. I've come under kissing fire, so I'm not I even I think this is why he did this. Four. I hope that makes you feel better, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it does, Phil. Thank you. So we'll also be accepting their names so I can look them all up on Facebook, Phil. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Send us those and we'll put them in the show notes. Assuming I'm a shot. one of them. So I've seen one. I need three more. He's never kissed her. <laughs> I, or Bulbasaur. She has a rule against that. <laughs> Bulbasaur. <laughs> all right. So, oh God. Snack Max Duvanellis. Snack candies, spices, and chilies. Ooh, this, okay. This, oh, those look like decorative soaps. Well, see, on this side, they look like... Um, like the jelly packages from at truck stops. Yeah, what was the wait wait? What was the bug snacks? Do you remember like the gel the, the gummy bugs that were in these like little packs that look like pats of butter, and you'd peel oh, the like foil off the top, yeah. and then there'd be like a creepy crawly gummy yeah. thing in there. I don't know what they were called. That's what that reminds me of. But our local truck stop ha- is now closed. Did you know that? I didn't know that. The one Southern Pride you- truck stop is now closed. Was, I'll, we'll soon be getting a Ponderosa. I knew the re- I knew the restaurant was closed, but the gas station too. They're no, the gas of? station is still open, just the restaurant. Oh, okay. Well, the the gas station's better. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, we've spent forty bucks there just to right. eat for a night. That's where we so. go in different colored, brightly colored hoodies. <laughs> and get snack foods. Where, where we walk in, just laughing and and arm in arm, where people are very curious about us. Do I want strawberry and hazelnut, or do I want hazelnut and vanilla? What did you get? I picked up the hazelnut and vanilla first. Well, let me get, yeah, let me get on that. So, oh, I see. He sent two of each. Oh, it's very sticky. Oh, there's little spoons here. Did you get a little spoon? I did not get a little spoon. There you go. Oh, these are like culinary style tasting spoons or tasting spatulas. They're uh, Duvalin brand. They match the, they match these little pats of butter we're eating. All right. Eat this. This looks pretty good. I'm going to mix them together a little bit. I'm pretty good. Tastes like Nutella. Yeah, but better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, substantially cheaper. Yeah, you know how I like it. I doubt I could pay 99 cents for this amount of Nutella at Walmart. It's sweeter than Nutella. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is, (laughs) that's a hard thing to, believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible. We've done it, said the scientists in Mexico. (laughs) Pretty good. Woo, that's sweet. Yeah. Man. It's like, it kind of reminds me of the frosting in... um, Dunkaroos. Yeah. If you whip Nutella up so it's a, a light frosting. Yeah. yeah. Oh. All right. So the hazelnut. Now strawberry vanilla. and hazelnut. I'm going to give that a pass. Strawberry and hazelnut. Phil, so far. Great job. You another spatula? Oh, yeah. Although mine is already open. <laughs> you want to split this one? Uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this, considering that it's yeah hard on the sides. <laughs> oh, and also there's like heroin on top of it. I can see it. 
we should have taken this game to the hospital to be put through an MRI machine, an X-ray machine first. Phil, when you came back from trick or treating with these, did you let mom and dad look at it before you <laughs> sent it to us? <laughs> All right, here. Let me get a little scoop. Spanish is going to be pretty similar. I'm try to turn this out. Yeah, get it, boy. Yeah, that's good. Oh, ma'am. Well, no. you you did put almost the entire thing in your mouth. I do not like that strawberry at all. No, no. I do. I like the vanilla better. Yeah, vanilla is better. Yeah, it agrees more with. Okay, chocolate and real strawberries. Okay, chocolate and fake strawberry, not so much. Yeah. So Duvalin. All right. So far, the Roitos mini coconut thing roll. Yeah, the best. Make sure I get a picture of these for the Instagram before we tear into them. It's already missed opportunity with the other one. All right, so this is Snack Mex Banderitas, and they look like the Mexican flag. What is what are they gummies? What are they? Uh, they're a little too firm to be gummies. So they're like a, a wax harmonica. Yes. Okay. Individually packaged. Inside. Mine's of the package. open. <laughs> 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 hmm. Yeah, this is a weird consistency. This is like. This is almost like non. <laughs> I take it back. It's nothing like non. It's like really, it's like, it's like dehydrated cornbread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Did you pop the whole fucker in your mouth? Uh-huh. I do that too. Mm, it's coconut. Coconut in there too. Mm-hmm. The texture is not as pleasing as the other one. No. That's okay. Yeah. It feels like what we had earlier that we loved got really stale. Yeah. Yeah. Here are the tins potato chips, but I'll save those for last. Mm. Okay. Alpha Jores. What is Rico that? Rico Pen Bakery, LLC. Okay. Oh, that's like a that looks like a moon pie. It does. It looks like a well, it looks like a gas station cheeseburger up close. It's shaped like a moon pie. It looks like it has a sesame seed bun, but it's clearly flat and rounded. has two layers like a moon pie. How great would it be if that was actually like a little hamburger that Phil sent us? <laughs> I'll break off piece. Okay. Pass that to you. All right. I'm going to go ahead and look at the calories It looks on like here. a peanut butter sandwich. Not great. Not great. Looks like I'm turning this into a free day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to assume it's not peanut butter, though, because I don't think peanut butter is a thing anywhere but here. It's crumbly. Smell that. That smells like... Butter? Like a butter cookie? Yeah. Or something. I can't put my finger on it. Okay. Okay. It tastes like, you know, the, the butter cookies you get in, like, those big metal tins that are... Mm-hmm. Yes. The crumbly cookies that are inside the... That's what the, it smells like. The Christmas cookies. Yeah. It tastes kind of like it, too, but it's not crunchy. It's very crumbly and dry. Mm-hmm. I do. I like it. It's okay. I like the crumbly. Here is, um, okay, um, this one has an English translation. Piña chili chamoy translates to pineapple pulp with chili. And there are two of these in here, so we'll each get one. We both like uh, pineapple. Oh, I need to take a picture of this. That's your favorite fruit, isn't it? Pineapple, pineapple, that's my favorite fruit. Good memory. Or is that the other guy? That's it. <laughs> that's the other guy doing pineapple. <laughs> 
If this were a dating sim, I just would have gained love from you. <laughs> Do you also listen to Stardew Valley today, Hobson Heroes? No, I listened to that a little back, but I was just think I was thinking more of um. Ooh, this is a weird. This is a weird thing. It re- it reminds me. It smells and feels like a dehydrated apple slice. It smells like a snack we've had before. It just sort of yeah, it's like the, it's just it's, sort of a. It's I mean, it smells like apple to me. I imagine it's not pineapple's more expensive than apple, so I'm gonna imagine it, it has apple in it and then enough pineapple to say pineapple. Are you saying this wasn't cut from a very tiny <laughs> pineapple? Because it looks like a ring. It looks like a pineapple <laughs> ring, but it's about the size of a, a Sacagawea corn. <laughs> uh huh. Or more like a Spanish doubloon. Bite into this. Oh, yeah, I don't like it. Oh man. Oh man. I don't like it. Oh, that is awful. Yeah. That's not a good flavor combination. I like the heat. There's heat, and I like that, but I don't like the, I don't like the sweet. Oh, it's not like a good sweet. It's, oh, yeah, it's just sugar with chili powder. I mean, heat and sweet equals good eats. Thank you, Alton Brown, but not not in that way. No, I'm gonna cleanse my palate with one of these uh, Alpha Heros, Al- Alpha Hores. Ugh, that was gross, man. Yeah, it was really gross. So stay away from the, what was that called again? Pineapple pulp with chili. Stay away from that. All right, all we have now is the Tim's Cascade Style Potato Chips. All right. Extra thick and crunchy, honey that, barbecue. That doesn't sound very Mexican. <laughs> nope, this this is our, if everything sucks, here you go. <laughs> all right. Take one. Pass it over to you there. All right. I have a feeling this is going to be great. I do too. So I'm going to hold the bag. Okay. <laughs> I've had these before. They're called zaps. Yeah, they taste them. just like zaps to me, except mm. for the honey barbecue part. The the chip style is zaps, and the taste reminds me of the old uh, mesquite barbecue Lay's potato chips. Oh, wow. Bringing it back. There you go. Like not... Barbecue bake lays, like when like regular lays first introduced them, like black bag mesquite barbecue flavor. Yeah, I'm just gonna eat a couple Good. more of these. You can just uh-huh. talk about whatever you want. Well, thank you, thank you very. much. My nose are in a little bit from that that influx of chili powder. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for that, Phil. That was mostly, except for the. The pineapple pulp that was that was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty delicious. Yeah, yeah. The pineapple pulp is a no go. Mm-hmm. All right, so you wanna you wanna talk about um, what we're actually gonna talk about today? Well, we haven't even said it this episode. So today we're gonna talk about a game we we were sent a long time ago, uh, the Haunting, starring Poltergeist. Haunting, starring Poltergeist. And so I did a little bit of research. I shouldn't say a little bit. Mm-hmm. I looked to try to find out who sent us this game. I know, I know. And you told me, and you reminded me. That Josh Nance of Uniracer's fame, half mm-hmm. of Tadpog's sweetheart, mm-hmm. um, gave us a copy. But I swear someone sent us a copy, and I've been wanting to say that it was, I've been wanting to say that it was Color Mage John Sullivan. Mm-hmm. However, I'm so like I'm so worried. I don't want to. I want to give credit to the right person. Yeah. So last episode, I asked our listeners if they knew who sent it in. Yeah. Or at least I at least mentioned it, and. Um, Jack of Ziggy Moons, mm-hmm. Mike, uh, he 
did a little research. I think he's listened to like six hours of Tadpog doing this. So thank you. Yeah. For awesome. Doing that, thank you. First of all, um, he said that he, that John Sullivan requested that we play the game, uh, but he's not sure that he gave us the game. So maybe I'm getting that confused. Okay. I did find an iTunes review from Retro Digital La, which I assume LA, mm-hmm. Retro Digital LA, uh, who wanted us to play this game. So we do officially have two requests to play this yeah. game, and someone gave us the game. Yeah. So. All right, it's good we do this that. then. Yeah, we should probably. Okay. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. All right, so uh, uh, do you hear that, Dave? Yeah, it's the... Um, Anything was fully working there for you? Yeah, it's the it's the uh, mucus uh, honey barbecue chip train. Mm-hmm, yep, crunch train. It's it's a uh, it's um crunchy trainsy, uh, which of course <laughs> ushers in a segment uh, that we like to call day reads on Wikipedia. Okay, guys, haunting, starring Polter guy. Yeah, actually, in, in Wikipedia, it's just haunting. Parentheses video game. See, I would win the opposite. I just would called it Polter guy. Yeah, that's a more memorable yeah. name, right? Yeah. Haunting is not I don't think that's a great name. No. I mean I agree. it's it like sums up what the game is, but it's like super forgettable. And so, it's like, I wonder if the, the producer like realized like, hey, this haunting is singularly is not a good name for this game. Let's let's add something to it. Polter guy is more memorable mm-hmm. than haunting. Okay, I just finished the chips. Haunting <laughs> starring Polter Guy is a nineteen ninety-three video game. Released for the Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis by Electronic Arts, our good buddies at EA. Mm. It took advantage of Sega's Video Game Ratings Council to include various horror themes, including blood and gore. Haunting also includes comedic elements that take form in silly ways of haunting the family in the game, such as Poltergeist possessing sofas to form large lips and tongues, uh, or turning everyday kitchen cabinets into clear windows to outer space. In August 2006, Tyler's, I'm sure you remember, mm-hmm. GameSpot reported that Electronic Arts would be porting the game to the PlayStation Portable as part of the EA Replay Compilation UMD. This such, compilation... Such a bad format. The UMD? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's awful. They were really pushing for that, too, to like become <laughs> like a thing where it's like, yeah, you can buy movies on this. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh, the, this compilation was released in the United States on November 7th, 2006. Um, would you like me to go into the story? Or uh, are you uh, ready to talk about the game? Uh, we could talk about it and talk about the story, because the story's weird. The story is weird. What do you know about the story? Well, Poltergeist, you, I, I never found his real name. His, he, even apparently he was Poltergeist when he was alive. Uh, Richard. Richard? Richard Poulter guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Dick Poulter guy. Yeah. He doesn't like that. He was, uh, he was a skate punk. Yeah. And he went and bought a skateboard, but was apparently poorly manufactured by, um, oh, what are their names? Sardinis? The Sardini mm-hmm. Corporation. And because of the faulty manufacturing, he has a skateboard accident and dies. Is that why he has no feet in his ghost form? Like, do you oh, think that, like, his sense. feet just, like, broke off due yeah, to this I mean, faulty skateboard? <laughs> he rode the skateboard right into a wood chipper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the faulty manufacturing of the skateboard. Uh, the Sardinis were huge Fargo fans. <laughs> <laughs> because, it, and then he wants his revenge, which I guess it's not, I didn't see it mentioned, but apparently I guess there's some sort of pact where if you can properly get non-violent vengeance against people who tangentially murdered you, you get your life back. 
you know more about the story than I do. Well, I don't. I guess that's the case because at the end, when you beat the game, he comes back to life. I didn't know that either. Spoilers, and then immediately dies again. <laughs> what? What's he die from? A Sardini Corporation anvil falls through the ceiling and kills him the second he becomes living again. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't finish the Beca- game. Becomes living. Yeah, <laughs> I did not finish it. I wanted to. Yeah. I liked it. Spoilers. I like the game a lot. Um, but no, so I didn't uncover the full story. But I liked that it seemed like I knew that something the Sar- the Sardinis had sold him uh, caused him to die. Mm-hmm. Because in the game, in between uh, the levels, uh, he speaks to you. Polter guy, Richard mm-hmm. Polter guy, Dick Polter guy mm-hmm. speaks to you. Uh, and he kind of reveals a little bit of the backstory, uh, which I thought was a was a cool yeah. element of the of the game because I went into it knowing absolutely nothing about it, and then there's some actual like storytelling going on. I thought yeah. that was neat because the the whole game revolves around you being poltergeist. It's in an isometric view, and the point of the game is there are four houses, and there are four members of the Sardini family. Uh, what Vito, Vito uh, his wife Flo. Mimi, uh-huh. his daughter, and Tony, his mm-hmm. son. Yep. And the point is, like, that you go around and possess various items and conjure different kind of scares to one by one frighten them all into fleeing the house. Right. You're possessing just regular household mm-hmm. furnishings and appliances and stuff like Which that. Which really, I mean, if it were me, like, one of these, one of the very fucked up things you can do. At any random time, I mean, would have driven me out of a house. That would be enough. Yeah. Yeah, like walking in and seeing a vision of my dad being decapitated by a huge razor would have been enough. You think? Or opening a cabinet and just seeing all of space and time. That actually, I think, would be a selling plus. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a bonus. This is our uh, cabinet TARDIS. Just open it up. You can see in there. Don't don't do anything with it. This is our bleeding wall. (laughs) Isn't it lovely? (laughs) Uh, Like a, a shit demon. Who stands all over the toilet and throws turds at you? Man, I missed all the good stuff. <laughs> How did you get all the good there stuff? There are there are four hundred different scares in this game, which is that's really really impressive. Yeah, that because the gameplay the game is is itself it's pretty simplistic because you're just you pick your target and then you you have an ectoplasm meter, so you're trying to go quickly and make use of like what time and resources you have to scare them before your ectoplasm runs out. Because that's just a timer. Yeah. That's really all that it is. And then once your ectoplasm meter runs out, um, you go to a ghost dungeon. You go to the underworld. You're teleported to mm-hmm. to the underworld. Which is the only place that you can really die. Because you're basically in some form of hell, I guess, gathering ectoplasm while everything down there tries to kill you. Yeah. And you try to survive long enough to fill up your ectoplasm bar, and the exit opens up and you leave. You have a small portrait in the corner mm-hmm. that as you get hit, it shrinks. And if it shrinks completely, then I guess Poltergeist's soul is forever eradicated and dissolves. And that's it. But he has he talks to you after he dies. Oh. And says that um, he just makes you feel better about it. <laughs> He's like, it's okay. We'll get him next time. So, <laughs> And like... So, I mean, I sort of get, like, okay, because this is a real punch at, like, capitalism and, you know, overseas productions and, and I things it was, like that. I thought it was just against Italians. 
too. It's a very horrible Italian stereotype. Yeah, because Vito Sardini, this guy in like a zoot suit, smoking a cigar, slick back black hair, like just being a jerk to people. Yeah. Uh, so I would sort of get like, okay, scare him, mess with him, but like, okay, his the kids. kids? <laughs> yeah, why? Not, oh. Why are you? terrorizing and mentally scarring his oh, children. Mimi, I'm going to make you pee your pants so many times. <laughs> Which they do. They a pee lot. their pants. A lot. That's what, about, okay, I think that Super Nintendo is a superior system to the Sega Genesis. But, that being said, I feel like overall the quality of games are better than Super Nintendo. But, Nintendo trying to be so squeaky clean all the time was a pretty big window for Genesis to do like yeah. a lot of things that involved adult content so much better. Yeah. Like this, yeah. This is a cool game, but I wouldn't and, say this is adult content. It's just it just has blood and gore in it, yeah. And like I think Nintendo, like when I was playing this game, I kept saying over and over again, this would never be a Super Nintendo game. Yep, never, never. The moment I saw one of the scares is you, um, you possess the closet door in the living room, and it rotates around, and hanging from the door is a mutilated leather daddy. Yeah, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, you'd never ever see that in a or super the naked game. seductive woman." Have you no, seen that one? I didn't see the. If naked you scare seductive. Vito in a bathroom, he'll like it'll, a woman appears, like sort of slinking toward him in a bathrobe, and she sees she slowly slides it off, and whenever she opens it up to flash him, all her intestines fall out. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's a good scare. I like so, that. Yeah, because I mean, really, you just have the timers just going around and just finding these. There are three different colored points that do different scares. Do you know what those are called? No. You're not going to believe it. Take a guess. Scarums. They're called fridums. <laughs> They're called fridums. So you're very, very, very close. close. I'm not making that up. They're called fridums. Fridums. Mmm. That sounds like a candy fill would have sent us. I would have gone with spookums, but that's <laughs> mm. whatever. Yeah. Possessums. That's on you. <laughs> but like, yeah, they're... Ones that are like you possess an item that will do a like an illusionary effect, uh, or basically a trap. One is a trap that goes off when they get close to it. Another is like something in the floor that just happens that scares them. Or you can possess an item and actually move it around. Control the red ones. Yeah, they're yeah. all like color coded. Yeah. So there's three colors. Um, my favorite were the ones that you can control. Yeah. Because I thought those were always the coolest. Yeah. Um, there's one in the garage. I don't know if you found it. It is a. Uh, tiny ufo that fires lasers straight down oh yeah um and there's another one where uh you possess the freezer and the door opens and what looks like 1960s ice man <laughs> stomps out and starts throwing uh ice balls at where it's just just white just pure yeah. white yeah, yeah just a dude made out of just a snow dude yeah. <laughs> just you know kuba gooding jr and the snow dudes because i mean the the this part of the game, like, isn't really that challenging. You're sort of like, I don't want to say it's a visual novel, but you're sort of just enjoying, you're just enjoying the cool scenes of scaring because mm -hmm. there's not, you're just kind of going room to room, just clicking on stuff as, as it appears. That's the best part of the game. It's the scares. Yeah. That's the best part. And you can tell that like this that's is a game. They... It's a vehicle for cool animations. Right. Yeah. Because like the only challenging part where there are direct ramifications or the underworld and it's like that's where this game shows flaws because it's not fun. Uh, well, yeah, I I think that's the worst part of the game. Yeah, uh, and I think I think this game is tough. I really do. I um I almost got to the third house. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and obviously it was tough to me because of um, the underworld. Yeah. Um, and so when you go down there, there are fists that just come out of the wall yeah. and just try to fist you. <laughs> yep. And there are uh, wall-mounted skeletal uh, skull cannons, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, and there are um, like the antlion con- The pincers. Yeah, yeah. There's that, and then there's one, there's like pits where a giant arm just comes out and uppercuts. There's bats, which I think are like the hardest to dodge because you can't, it's all isometric. Yeah. Even this part of the game is isometric. So uh, that means it's difficult to dodge things because I can't, and and things there don't have shadows like they do in like a good beat-em-up game. Yeah. So I have like, I'm disoriented, I'm not sure exactly where things are, Um, and then trying to jump. Uh, in the isometric um, dungeon is miserable. The underworld part feels tacked on. It's like they made it where you go houses to scare people, and then they were just shoehorned in to do something to make the game longer or more right. difficult. So it's a game that, like, I feel like the houses and the scares were created first, and they were working with an inferior movement system, inferior controls, and then shoehorned into something that would require more precision. Yeah. And even that, it's not done really well. Like you said, there's no shadows. Yeah. The view is kind of strange. Yeah. Like, and so that part of the ge- that part of the game is bad. And I, but I'd even be okay with that part of the game um, if they. You can tell they made a design decision where they're like, "We're going to make this game difficult." So what'll happen is if you get injured in a dungeon uh, or in the underworld, the next time you come to the underworld, your health starts from where you left off. Oh, so I didn't it, notice that. Yeah, you got to do it. So you're, and there might be, if there's a way to heal up, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, so if you successfully navigate the underworld and exit, the next time your ecto bar runs out, which is going to happen prob- at least once, I feel mm-hmm. like, uh, each house. You can get a spell that replenishes it. Really? But, mm-hmm. um, how do you get that? Whenever you're in the underworld, you'll find like letters. Is that what those are for? Yes. Because like I found a red letter O, I found a red letter E. Mm-hmm. So you spell something out like Donkey Kong Country they, style. They and each, because uh, when you get one, it just it's a spell that in your house. Yeah. You can like one will uh, conjure a present. That's a trap. How do you use them? Like, do they just happen? No, you have to. There, you press another screen where there'll be like five of them will show up, and it, it's bolded if you have it so once you find that letter it correlates to that spell and that pops up on the screen and then like you just then you select it it'll happen i think you only do it like once each spell once per house or something like that but like Hmm. uh like if you use i forget what it's called that conjures a present that you leave in a room a person will come up to it open it up it's a big scare effect and it basically it almost makes that one person leave immediately it drives them into very high fear levels yeah so then just a few more scares and they're gone and there's another one because eventually, in uh, you start running into a dog, the family yeah, dog yeah. will mess you up because he knows you're there. He can mm-hmm. sense that you're there, yeah, and he'll bark at you. And that every time he barks, yeah, it lowers your ectoplasm right. and it makes the other family like regain. It lessens their fear. Oh, I didn't know that mm-hmm. part. But yeah, I noticed that um, when he pinpointed me and started barking. Uh, yeah, I noticed my ectometer starts yeah. to deplete faster. One of the spells you can conjure like a dog bowl full of food, and he'll run toward it if you need him out of a room. Uh, there's another that immediately fills up your entire ecto bar. Hmm. So, yeah, I wish I'd have found those. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I grabbed some of the letters, but I could never. I didn't know what they did. Yeah, there's like a little tutorial um, in the beginning of the game, which I think is super useful. 
uh, because this game is completely different than any other game I've played to this day. Yeah. I haven't played. I don't. I haven't played a game like this. Um, so because it's so unique, I love that there was Polter guy essentially tells you how to play the game mm-hmm. um, and explains what the. Uh, that's how I know what the Fridoms are. Because uh, yeah. he specifically <laughs> calls them, these are the Fridoms. Uh, lock and load them. Okay. Um, but yeah, I wish some of that stuff would have been in there. Because yeah. I when I found this, when I found the, the red letter E in the underworld, I had no idea what it did. Yeah. Because let's see what else. Uh, the, okay, the worst thing, spoilers, if I haven't spoiled enough, uh, the dog is not actually a dog. It is a it is a demon that is also the final boss. <laughs> okay. So after you clear out, does he run the underworld or something? I guess yeah. because as soon as you clear out the four houses, you go to the underworld, and the dog then transforms into like its Beetlejuice form of yeah. like this big slug dog thing metamorphosis that you have to throw these exploding balls at, uh-huh. and it's terrible. It's fucking terrible. Like, what's so what what's bad about it? It's just having to aim properly and dodge mm-hmm. all the stuff coming at mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. It's just because it's the controls. It's like it reminds me of the Undead expansion Red Dead Revolver, where it's not meant to be a melee game, and when the zombies come out, it becomes a melee game. So it's so frustrating making it do something it wasn't meant to do. Mm-hmm. Like that's what this level. This game has never been about polter guy fighting something. It's right. been about. Scaring people, running right. from things in the underworld. It's never been like you fight something, right. you shoot at something. Right. And now you it's have not a feed to. Em up. Right. Yeah. And suddenly it's trying to be for the final boss. It's yeah. awful. So even after you kill the dog, then it turns into three different brains. And you have to do the brain kill the brains by throwing these exploding little rubber balls at it. That's it's it's awful. It's awful. But then he gets to live and then he dies. Yeah, cause, yeah, because you kill it, and then like the whole like like on quantum leap, whenever the uh, he phases into a new timeline. It does like that thing in reverse to where the green comes off and he becomes flesh again. He's like, yeah, all right. And there's a crack, comically large acme anvil kills him. And then he appears green again like, oh, shucks. <laughs> he has, I mean, he's he's got a good spirit. Yeah. You know, that's a ghost joke. You're welcome. Yeah. He's got a good spirit. <laughs> um, I, I like the character art, but... I feel like they all, the parents and the children all look the same age, the way they're drawn. They just happen to be wearing, like, little girl has pigtails. Otherwise, her face is, like, as wrinkly and weird looking as her mother's. Yeah, I think I think she's so, just supposed to be ugly. Yeah. Or unfortunate looking, I'm sorry. Unfortunate. I'm supposed to say that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought, I don't know, I like the Charisma, Charismally challenged. Yeah, she's just, oh, she's got a good personality, that one. <laughs> Uh, I I like all the portraits, and I like how they... um, They remind me of Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what they were going for. And I think they... um, they're they're very interactive because when you scare one of them, uh, not only do you get an animation of their sprite reacting, which is usually like an an over-the-top comical cartoonish reaction mm-hmm. like when you scare tony the little boy one of his reactions is his head explodes <laughs> like it literally it literally erupts like a volcano um and then it comes back mm-hmm. um so while it's doing that his um his portrait also changes like he reacts to the scare yeah um to the point where like um, you can tell how scared one of the family members is because um, it tells you mm-hmm. uh, very high being the the most scared mm-hmm. they can be before they run and leave the house. 
Um, and also their heart starts beating and you can hear their, you can hear yeah. their heart. I think that's really cool. And then like the portraits get more and more dynamic. So it's like when their fear is very high, um, they're like breaking out of the, like their hands are like breaking out of the borders. Their hair is their, on, standing on end. Yeah. And yeah. So that, I thought that was cool. Like yeah. that's a nice touch that like, I feel like you don't see a lot in 16 bit games. Yeah. Um, it, you don't see any, like, I can't think of another comedy horror game in the 16-bit era. Zombies Ain't My Neighbors. Okay. Yeah. That's true. But there aren't many, is your point. Yeah. I get I get your point. Um, the portraits kind of reminded me of UN Squadron, and I like that. That was one of my, oh, that was okay. one of my big that. takeaways from UN Squadron was the, the, the portraits. And, like, giving, per, lending personality to... Um, what most games wouldn't do. So yeah. like you and Squadron was great because it's like, oh, there's the that's the guy in the airplane. It's not just an airplane name yeah. with a name. Yeah. It's not just Pete the airplane. Pete the airplane. <laughs> Peter Airplane. Peter R plane. Thank you. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, that's good. I understood <laughs> yeah, all of like that. that. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my ecto oh, my ectometer got cool, oh, dog. Go to the you just filled my ectometer. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, it's it's unique. I don't feel like there are many experiences out out there like this, period. Like now, I guess there are probably various indie games that you know draw off of this, but for the time period, like because zombies hit my neighbors isn't that nearly as graphic as this game. Maybe it's it wasn't the Genesis. I don't know. The Super Nintendo question. was just the worst you got was bones falling down. So yeah. uh, this is a better game than Zombies Ate My Neighbors. It I is. Think. It is. I liked Zombies Ate My Neighbors just fine, but this was this game was so unique that it was like when I, I I was playing it and I was like, this isn't a great game, but I'm really glad that I'm experiencing it. Yeah, uh, this would have been a great rental. I think you're right. Yeah, um, and if in it, but it also wouldn't have been a huge bummer if I would have. Ha- if I would have owned it, yeah, gotten it for Christmas. Or yeah, yeah, I mean, it would have been fine, but like, this is a perfect like weekend game. Yeah, where it's like you rent it on Friday, you play it all, you know, Friday night, Saturday, and then bring it back Sunday night. You, I feel like you've got you, you get what you want. Yeah, out of it. yeah. You, you got what they wanted you to get. There's not a ton of re. Well, there's almost no replayability unless you're trying to get see every. Because I assume there are 100 scares per house. That would make so sense. So if you're wanting to yeah. see all all scares, maybe. But the only frustrating mechanic in the house that I found was once they hit the fear level to run it out of the house, they have to be in a room with a door. With an exterior door. Yeah. Yeah. So when they, so like if you're in the bathroom and you get them, you get their fear level to very high, they will leave that room, but then you got to go and find them yeah. and, and scare and them And hope again. they're in a room. Right. Yeah. Because their fear will reset a little bit. When they go into another room, then so you have to spend more time re-scaring them and hope they're in a room with an yeah. external door. The longer it takes you to get to them, the more um, fear they'll recover. Yeah, they'll they'll recover some of their calmness. Um, I and sardinis are made of tough stuff. What's that? Sardinis are made of pretty tough stuff. Oh mentally. yeah, or, or well, they're really the stupid. So maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, it took me it uh, took me a while to figure this out. But when you hit the start button, a map of the house opens, mm-hmm. and they they have their locations in the house. That was like that took me like probably my third playthrough to realize that. Mm. Um, this game is. I think it's interesting that this game is essentially a one button game. Uh, yeah. You can play most of the game with just the D pad. Yeah, just moving around and the A button and finding the places to scare people, and that's it. Yeah. Um, another this. 
another huge thing for me, if if someone had okay, shoot, let me start over. If someone said play this game, sat me down, and they had it running through an emulator uh, with like um, a modern day controller, and they they sat me down to play this game uh, and told me that this was an indie game that they bought on Steam last summer, I would believe that. Yeah, you know what? I would too. I can totally see that because that's what it felt like to me. It yeah. felt like it felt like a ten dollar indie game that I bought in a humble bundle for a dollar. Like that. Like that's what. It, that's what. Yeah. It, that's what this yeah. game felt like. And it's weird that EA used to produce that kind of content, creative content. Yeah, yeah. Creative, like actual unique. Take a risk. Unique. Yeah. yeah as opposed to first person shooters and sports games. Sports games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I, and I mean that as a compliment. Yeah. Because like this is like, wow, I can't believe that this game was made back then. Yeah. Yeah. In the 90s. I cannot believe that. What, so, 93, I think. Yeah. I think that's right. I can't True. remember what I read earlier on Wikipedia. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, like, yeah, I feel like it's pretty, it's pretty solid. It's an experience I'm glad to have had. I agree. Um, I streamed a little bit of this game on Twitch. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to um, someone I hadn't seen on there for a long time. A guy uh, you may I I hope I mentioned him before him or her I mm-hmm. don't know. Uh, their name is No One Took This. Uh, they watched some of my Heroes of the Storm uh, oh. streams like way back. Uh, so it was cool because like I I've told you that I I struggle with streaming because it's like yeah this is like kind of this isn't super fun. You know, it's, this yeah. isn't easy to just like eh, say things about the about the game on the fly as I'm playing it for the first time. I think you have to because I've been watching a lot of YouTube in preparation for uh, mine and Jacob and Galen's upcoming project. Yeah, and like so, I've been watching a lot of like the YouTube stars and the big things. You know, are, you know, watching actual plays right. and things like that. And it seems like the ones that are really big usually are horror games or extremely difficult games because if it's just one person playing it. You want that being scared reaction or the rage reaction. Gotcha. If it's just like a platformer and that's just like fun, right. you're, you're just gonna sit there and kind of smile to yourself. That makes it yeah. hard. But if you're scared and babbling and just trying to talk to your talk, you have to play it. People yeah. are watching, so you just have to talk yourself through it. Like Markiplier, like he will just it ends up being funny commentary because he's being bombastic, trying not be so scared as he plays the game. Yeah, or people like they're playing it like. Cat Mario, who are just getting so angry and frustrated and screaming and cussing at it, that that's entertaining. So I don't know of a YouTuber who's like playing a good game yeah. that's just funny enough to just be spitting off good jokes and funny commentary yeah. by themselves. Yeah, I don't think I've got the personality for it, honestly. Like to just sit there by myself and just um, and joke around. Yeah. Like I'm, I need somebody to talk to. Yeah. Um, and so it was nice that um, no one took this was there because I had someone in chat who I could talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, that video is still up on Twitch if you want to check us out there. there we, we don't go. we don't have much on there. The Walking Dead playthrough uh-huh. is on there still. Oh man! So at least it's on Twitch. It's not yeah. on YouTube, but it, it is on <laughs> Twitch if anybody wants to watch that. Um, let's see. I do have a few other things that I want to say about this game. Uh, as an aside. This might have to do with the accident that Poulter guy went through, mm-hmm. uh, but he looks like he's in a perpetual state of rollerblading. 
<laughs> did you notice that? Like, like when he moves, like he's a ghost. I don't think he really needs to like propel you know himself. To, yeah. But like he looks, he like, could walk like Joe Friday from Dragnet. Just yeah, don't move with your no arms. arms yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, he had arms. I don't know why I said no arms. <laughs> did you know they cut that actor's arms off? <laughs> they, the drips a very bold choice by the director. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then they just glued arms on this, just prosthetic arms the whole side. <laughs> That's why whenever they do a shot in Dragnet, if you look closely, it's always like a different colored hand coming out of his suit because there's a guy who's just reaching through his suit jacket and interacting <laughs> with objects. Um, kind of like, kind of like the Swedish Chef. What I'm saying is Joe Friday is really the Swedish <laughs> Sweet Chef. chef. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that. That is probably the eternal torture of a spirit. You have, you have the right to remain silent. Bjork, Bjork, Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bjork, we need, she's under she's, arrest. She's, she's, my, she's my partner. <laughs> Short, I would watch that. Shorty, orty, or. <laughs> I would watch Joe Friday and Bjork. <laughs> and the next 21 Jump half, Street. Half Muppet, yeah. yeah. Crossover. Finally, 23 Jump Street, uh-huh. sorry. The reanimated hologram of Joe Friday and Bjork. <laughs> Perfect. I think this could be a cool concept for a board game. Um, I think this could. Oh be, yeah. I think this could be retooled to be a tabletop board game similar to uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill, uh, where it's like the house is kind of randomly generated by flipping tiles. Um, Man, that's a good idea. So, if anybody out there wants to do that, just I'll sell that idea to you. It's fine. Because I'll never That's do good. it. I'll never do anything with that. That's a good idea. Um, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tyler, if you were a ghost, what would your signature scare be? What mm. would be the big one? What What would be the one that you drop on a kid, uh, they pee their pants, and run out of the house immediately? Mm. Any room they walk into is a scene of their parents just having really rough sex. Like the roughest. Like just rough, like, yeah. Like, and then they were like, come get in bed with like, us. This is how we made babies, like you. Yeah, not out of love. We didn't no, make yeah, you out yeah. of love. It's not, that's, it's that's, not loving. Yeah, that's yeah. the true horror, <laughs> is that realization. <laughs> you were conceived at a fucking so rough the condom broke. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo, Mimi. You were a hate fuck child. Into your mom, I'm going to spooch. <laughs> That's a lot better than mine. I would just be a giant caterpillar because people think they're cute, but they're not. If you look at one up close, they're not cute at all. They're really fucking gross. They're like really long, fleshy cockroaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they've got, yeah, they got the six like regular legs, and mm-hmm. then everything after that is just like a little nub. Like those aren't real mm-hmm. legs. Those I are s- just like nipples. Centipedes are bad too. Oh, centipedes are gross. Centipedes and millipedes. Sil- silverfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Silverfish oh, are gross. Yeah. Uh, water beetles. We'll just name bugs now. <laughs> <laughs> you have any achievements? I have a few achievements. Tyler. Right. My Good. first achievement is called water waterworks. In order to unlock waterworks, you need to make both kids pee their pants while they're in the bathroom, which of course exasperates their um, their humiliation. Mm-hmm. Do you have any achievements? I've got more. Okay. I, I figured we could trade off. Rotate. Yeah, okay. let's trade off. Okay. Um. If we want to kill the terrorists, we go after their families. <laughs> and you unlock the Trump quote by scaring the children and then the wife before you go after Vito in every house. Okay, excellent. Uh, my second achievement is uh, get ready. And in order to unlock get ready, 
Uh, you collect the red letter E in the underworld. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a dog. And you unlock that by distracting the dog with a bowl of dog food. Okay. Uh, my third and final achievement is called Dungeon Master. Uh, in order to unlock that, you need to uh, get through a dungeon, which I now realize is called the Underworld, mm-hmm. uh, without taking a single hit, uh, which is impossible. Oof. Uh, my last one is, you'd think they learn, and that is for scaring the same person with two presents in two consecutive houses. Okay. I'm glad you said two consecutive scares. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a few other little grumbles about the game. Mm-hmm. One of those being, I feel like usually the the family members are typically in the same rooms each time I played the game. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Tony, the little boy, is typically in his room, mm-hmm. and Mimi, the little girl, is typically in her room. Uh, Vito is typically hanging out in um, the living room, and Flo is typically in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So what happens? Gender stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens is. Every time I played through the game, or every time I restarted the game uh, because I died, uh, the uh, it would be the same scares. Mm-hmm. So instead of them like spawning in different areas, the first house I hadn't done a, I didn't do a single scare in the office. I have no idea what those are because why would I waste my time dicking around in the office when I'm not when it's not scaring anybody? Yeah. All it's going to do is my ectometer is just going to run down as I'm as I check out these scares in the in the office that yeah. aren't doing that are not fulfilling the objective that's true so that that's a gripe um the the underworld of course which we've talked about is a, a gripe of mine um i f- i also feel like they tried to just make the game more difficult like that was a decision they made yeah um and we talked about that with the dungeons uh but there's no there's no continue there's that's like not an option you can't yeah. continue when you're when you're done you're done um, and also there's no password saving. So there's like no option to continue your game. If you, if you get, if you get three houses in and then go to the underworld and die, um, you have to start, you just have to start over. Um, another thing that I, I didn't like about the dungeons, about the underworld is, um, in between the houses, you would have to go through the underworld. Um, usually that's a punishment. The, the, the underworld's a punishment for when your ecto bar is completely empty. Yeah. You've let time run out. So your punishment is you have to go through this dungeon to get back into the house. But what I don't like is when you successfully complete a house, when you successfully scare all the family members out of the house, um, there's this cutscene of them moving into a new house mm-hmm. and then it goes from that to Polterguy in a dungeon. Yeah. Why? Like, why am I being punished for completing the objective? I yeah. felt like that was kind of that, that. I know the answer to that. The answer to that is, uh, if you're really fucking good at spooking families, uh, they still want you, you to do dungeons. Yeah. You could also in the underworld. You also that's where you get your spells and stuff. Yeah. So I and I get I didn't know that yeah. at the time, but and I understand that, and I understand that they want you to have those things, but yeah, it seemed like yeah they're they're. Yeah, it feels like they're artificially making their game longer. Yeah, it feels and it feels like an unnecessary punishment. Yeah, because in all up until this point, uh, I've on, only gone to the dungeon when I didn't didn't do my job. Yeah. I didn't scare them fast enough. Yeah. Um, uh, another gripe of mine is that um, the positioning was kind of difficult on some of the scares. 
and the controls are floaty, which I think is fine because you're a ghost. That makes sense. So my initial reaction is, okay, this is fine because I'm a ghost. But like what'll happen is as I'm trying to navigate from room to room, I cannot tell you how many times I hung up on a door. I mean, it was just like every time I tried to go through a door, there was like a 50% chance that I was just going to get stuck and I had mm. to back up. Like yeah. I'm like I'm driving a car in GTA <laughs> is what it felt like. But it's like, oh, up, throw this, <laughs> throw this fucker in reverse yep. and then go forward. Um, and all these are these are tiny gripes. I did I did mm-hmm. really enjoy the game. Uh, and the last one being is uh, it gets kind of confusing. I don't know if it confused you, but the first time I scared a family member out of the house, there's this music uh, like wah wah wah, and I was like, was I not supposed to scare them out of the house, or are they just mocking the family member that had to run away? Mm. They're mocking the family member, but it was like a total mixed, totally mixed signal because it's yeah. like, I should I am I supposed to? Befriend the family, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Was I supposed to get them to go through the other door? Like, are, is this the is this the no no door? They don't are there. Go... Love them somewhere yeah. in the house. Don't need to get those. Are there carums? <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to get those. I just wanted to mention my gripes, and that's why I don't think this is a perfect game. Um, but I do think it's a really interesting game. That yeah. If you haven't played, um, you should play it. I don't know if it's on the PlayStation Store or not, but. I don't imagine it's a very easy game to play because you'd have to either have Genesis version or the UMD for PSP. Yeah. Which kind of sucks, but... Yeah. But you should. You should play it. Yeah, I agree. Um, Even if you need to go to uh, Mr. Bay. Yeah, I mean, we're not... And borrow his copy. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah. That's the thing you could do. You could. If you you wanted to. You could. Or just wait till it's out on Steam. Uh, Eventually, yeah. yeah. Or something that's very similar. I bet they're similar things. God, I hope so. Mm. Tyler. Yes, Dave. I've had fun today eating um, predominantly Mexican snacks. Mm-hmm. Um, Coconutty Mexican snacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can still feel the coconut oil <laughs> in my, in my, on my tongue. You're going to give a good blowjob later. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> you lucky bastard. Um, but before we close things out, I have a couple questions for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. If you were to give this game a beard mm-hmm. that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of beard would it be? I would have to give this game Charles Manson's goatee. Okay. Because he's a scary, crazy figure. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't actually commit any of the murders. Yes. He's just there's this mastermind to get his way. Poultry right. guy is not directly harming the family. Right. He's just working around to get them to do what he wants. Yeah. Can I tell you that it's amazing that none of the family members die? Yeah. <laughs> because, like, especially the scares in the garage when he's like, I'm just going to possess this chainsaw. <laughs> it's like uh, miraculously. Plus, Vito doesn't look like he's in the best of health. No. He can no. probably yeah, die he can just time. keel over at any time. Yeah. Uh, Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give this game a pair of glasses mm-hmm. that sums up mm-hmm. how you feel about it, what kind of glasses would it be? I've only seen one clip from this movie a while ago. But the scene that I saw is from the movie Troll 2. And there's, I don't know if it's a scientist character, but he's reacting to something that he sees in one of the worst displays of acting ever. It's infamous. So his glasses. Okay. And that it's, I feel like it's, it's not supposed to be it's not supposed to be scary. You know, it's just like a, a horror B comedy right. thing. So, right. so like those, those glasses, but in like the best possible way. I like that. That's good glasses. 
Tyler, I've got one more question for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you were to, I don't know, maybe buy this game on Amazon, mm-hmm. how much do you think you'd pay for it? Used, mind you. $20. Tyler, actual retail value of Haunting, starring Poltergeist, used for the Genesis at the time of this recording is $29.05. You were close. I feel like it because there are so few ways to play this game that it would be more expensive. Yeah, and I kind of feel like that almost $30 price tag is has to be because it's collectible. Collect not a lot out there. I can't imagine it was like a big hit, yeah. you know. I can't it's plus we- the Genesis was being outpaced by the Super Nintendo, you know, it's in the second place system. It's second place system exclusive and not Sonic. So, yeah. It's tough for me. I don't know if it's worth that. Yeah. You know, if you're collecting, yeah. Maybe it's worth that, mm-hmm. but like as a, just to play it, I don't know. It's a yeah, that's a tough. It's one. It's a short because it's a weekend rental. Yeah, yeah. Unless you love it, which I get it if you love it. Yeah. Like this is a game where it was where it would be like, like I said, I wouldn't be upset that someone gave it to me as like a Christmas gift as a child. Yeah. But it's also not the one that's going to be on top of my wish list. Yeah, what that I, game? Want to sit on uh, Skinta's lap? Yeah. <laughs> Good call back. Yeah. Good call. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, any of your uh, last minute comments? No, not really. Um, there's supposed to be a level skip that you can do. I couldn't oh. do it. Hmm. Didn't um, know that. Also, interesting to note, this game does not have an entry in Game Facts. Hmm. Yep. Damn. This is one of the rare. This is one of the rare games that does not have an entry on Game Facts. So, anyone out there listening wants to make a name for themselves? There you go. Here you go. Yeah. Catalog all 400 scares. Absolutely. Um, one more thing, actually a couple more things, if you don't mind, if you'll mm-hmm. indulge me for mm-hmm. a moment. Go ahead. Cause I thought I, I like this game enough where I, it like, when I was done playing it, I thought about it and I was like, this is a really good concept for a game. I just wish there were a few tweaks to it. Like, mm-hmm. I think it'd be really cool. I do realize that this game stars Pol- Richard Poulter guy. Mm-hmm. However, I think it would be really cool if you could select different spirits, uh, that have different abilities. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. like, like you, maybe you can control a spirit that can go through walls. Uh, like that's his thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you can play as uh, just a straight up demonic spirit um, that is slower, uh, but has like different scares. Like all these ghosts would have different scares. So now you don't have you don't have to change the layout of the house or anything. But depending on who you choose to play as. You're gonna you're gonna increase the number of scares in the game. Yeah, or a, go, a ghost that could actually possess one of the yes, one of the people. Yes, yeah. that would be really that would be really really cool. Um, so I I just thought that would be a, a neat idea. Um, also, I think that um, it would be cool if you could track by heartbeat uh, because they've got uh, they've got the heartbeat in the game um, when their fear uh, reaches very high. I, th- I wish there was something. I wish there was a mechanic to that, mm. where it's like if it's faint, you know they're like they're in an adjacent room, kind of deal. If it had like a flat line that you could see and then would yeah. spike up, yeah, the closer like, you got. yeah, like the uh, like the scanner in Alien, essentially, mm. uh, where it beeps when it gets closer, kind of thing. Um, and one more thing that I wanted to mention, um, Mimi, mm-hmm. the girl. Uh, she's totally wearing a Minecraft shirt. I don't know if you noticed that. So I don't know what I don't know how the developer uh, built a time machine. Not stole Minecraft from this game. I don't know how they. I don't know how they did it. Like, look at her shirt. On her shirt is a creeper. 
Like it's just the face of a mm. creeper. They ran out like, oh, just make something 8-bit and scary on her shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I like to think is when a Minecraft was being developed, it was like, hey, remember that game? Haunting? <laughs> remember remember Mimi's shirt? Yeah, I remember Mimi's shirt, dog. Let's, let's make that a thing. Let's make that a thing in the game. So I don't know. We're pretty good. I'll have a uh, I'll have a screenshot of Mimi. Yeah. On the show notes at tadbog.com. If you want to go and look, uh, you be the judge. Tell pretty, me. Pretty good. You want to take some calls? Yeah, do we have time? We have, we have enough time for a few. All right, I'm opening that Google Voice app. Anything you'd like to talk about? Hmm. Time, a moment with Tyler. Tyler's monologue. It's a new segment. <laughs> hmm. Well. Have you ever seen a ghost, Tyler? Tell me about the time you saw a ghost. Uh, that's something I go around and around with Nicole about, because I don't believe in ghosts. We should have started like that. Yeah. Why haven't we, why haven't we not <laughs> talked about whether or not we believe in ghosts or not? This is ridiculous. We can't get through a haunting, starring Poltergeist episode without talking about whether we believe in ghosts or not. Because I, I come to like a, a, a quick catch-22 with Nicole, where it's just like, I don't believe in ghosts, Nicole. I do believe in ghosts. I don't believe in God. Well, I do believe in God. Well, okay. Both things you can't really, you can't see, but you just sort of know they're there, and you see if, okay, well, I can't call you on anything that, because we believe in two different things that neither of which can really be proven. So, okay, we'll just be friends. Have I told you how I annoyed my parents as a child with ghosts? Mm-hmm. Um, man, I remember having a conversation with my parents, um, trying to convince them that ghosts were real, because as a child, <laughs> I, um, I thought that ghosts were real. And I really, and today, to this day, I do not believe in ghosts, but I super wish that they were real. Uh, because how cool of a world would that be? Uh, so I remember trying to convince them that ghosts were real, and they kept saying, no, they're not, no, they're not. And I said, well, what about the Holy Spirit? Isn't that a ghost? The Holy Ghost. That's a ghost. Oh, and that, no. just, that, just shut, that just shut everything down. Because they're like, well, that's different. What, how is it different? Because that's a spirit. And what it, like when you die and your spirit goes to heaven, your body doesn't go to heaven. What goes to heaven? Your ghost? And then they, we just stopped having that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I've had similar discussions with my mom about, about gay people being Christians. So What? How is that analogy? Well, because she's just like, it's, I mean, it exclusively says in the Bible. It's like, but I don't really think he, I mean, he loves everybody. I don't think whether you should go to church depends on if you like boys or girls or not. Or ghosts. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> love your neighbor. You know, I'll give by that. And she just like, I don't talk about this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it when you use this against me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The good ghost conversation, bro. Good ghost. I feel like that was good. I, 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 that would have been one of the things I was, I would have been mad at myself for driving back home. Like, oh, we didn't, uh, we didn't talk about whether we believe in ghosts or not. But of course we don't because we're adults. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's a question. And we did enough off the mics anyway. What's that? We do do enough off the mics anyway. Talk about our ghost, ghost investigation. Yeah. yeah, we yeah we do do that. We had never mentioned that before. <laughs> how we go look for ghosts in our spare time. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's fun. It's That's fun what we call it at do. least. <laughs> <laughs> what are you boys getting into tonight with those flashlights and sheets? Oh, just hunting, hunting for some ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, this is the third time this week you've gone ghost oh, hunting. Oh man, y'all are some regular ghost hunters. The internet's been down. Man, so. jeez. Last time I came back, just all covered in ecto. Okay, first call. This is from 319. What's up, fucking Tad Pog? Kyle from Iowa here. Uh, so I was thinking, listening to one of the uh, episodes the other day, um, for some reason I got thinking about uh, my old Hewlett Packard computer. Yes. You know, like one of the first 
ones that had some kind of 3D rendering type technology in them. And I was thinking about some of the games that came preloaded in the system were discs. And I wondered if you guys had any, you know, callbacks to games that you remember. The ones that I thought of were I had, like, this anatomy game where, like, you could go down a dude's esophagus or, like, through the heart. And it was almost like it was supposed to be some kind of ride. Interspace, um, the game. It was actually an okay yeah. game. I mean, <laughs> it sucked by all today's standards, but uh, Mega Race. And uh, it, it had a, a lot of production that went into, like, this kind of shitty video game that was, like, Twisted Metal, only a lot more boring. But just wondered if you guys also remember Mega Race or any other, like... Hewlett Packard shitty video game, and maybe you guys will play one sometime. Because uh, yeah, but hope both well. Give us good work later. Thank you, Kyle. Yes, thanks for calling. Um, I had the Hewlett Packard that I think everyone who had a Hewlett Packard had mm-hmm. at the time, where it's like um, it had the so it was beige, but it was kind of on this like it had this gray base. Um, it was the first computer I ever owned that had a CD-ROM drive mm-hmm. on it. I think I've talked about this computer before on the show. And it had the monitor with the two gray speakers just kind of mounted on the yeah, side of it. Yeah, Um, And it had this, like, almost like this bevel thing, bevel pattern at the bottom. Um, and it came with preloaded with some, like, really shitty software. <laughs> um, which I remember even, like, when I got it in eighth grade, I was like, Oh no! I'm just I'm not gonna play any of these games. I'm gonna play the games that I get on the internet mm-hmm. instead. Um, that may or may not have been cracked by butt plugger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Mega Race. I've never heard of it. No, I haven't either. Uh, the games stood out to me. I think I've mentioned both of them before. On my compact Presario was my first computer. Uh, playing right. the Yukon Trail. On that, I played the shit out of that. I game. never played the Yukon Trail. Oh, I played the shit out of that. Man. How's it compare to the Oregon Trail? It's it's easy. Oh, really? Yeah, I beat it with every... Because you play the same character and you pick your partner, and every partner does something different. So I've beaten it with every partner uh, trying to do things differently and get the most, because you're trying to see how much... Once you make it to the uh, the Yukon, and then like they tally everything up, seeing how much money you can make. So then I would just do, do runs, do different things to try and make as much you know high score at the end, how much money you could make. Hmm. So I did that so many times. Uh, the only thing I didn't do, which Brandon did, because there was, um, you could hire Native American trackers and packers, and they were incredibly expensive. There's no way you had enough money to, to get them nat- normally. So you had to play, like you would have had to play 20 hours of mini games in that town to get enough money then to hire them. And then, but supposedly like they make your trip, like the quicker you get there, the more yeah. money you make. But they make your trip like lightning fast once you actually do that interesting so i never did it brennan said he did uh, what i was hoping you were going to say is uh so you spend 20 hours playing mini games you hire them and then they murder you halfway through <laughs> your journey they, maybe you should maybe you should have thought about what you did to the people <laughs> they lure a bear to you like the revenant and you just get <laughs> torn to shreds and the other um Jerk at Jeff had a gateway. I remember playing Jez Ball on the gateway yeah. a lot. Jez Ball. We've talked Jez about Jez Ball, Ball before. Yep. Um, I, you know what? This is crazy. Maybe we should have a DOS Games Month. 
Hey, that'd be great. Where we that'd just be great. play some shitty DOS games. Yeah. Or maybe we can even open up like Windows 95 or something like that. I'm totally down. Totally down for that. Chex Quest. I know. We got to do Chex Quest. Ryan Quests. has a copy of it. He's just trying to figure out how to make it work. Because we've been talking about, you have been talking about Chex yeah. Quest for a while. And oh, it's yeah. a game that I've never played. Yeah. Yeah, those are my 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 shitty computer memories. So I'm interested in this inner space game. That sounds more fun to me than Mega Race because yeah. Mega Race sounds like it's a racing game. Yeah, just yeah. call it a hunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to do another one? Yeah, I'll do another one. All right, here's a call from three one nine. What's up, fucking Tadpog? Kyle from Iowa here. Uh, my bad. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. I have to cut you off. Here's a call from seven six three. We try this again. No one's perfect. No one's perfect. <laughs> Poe buddy's nerfed. <laughs> yeah yeah. you guys lied god damn it I was told there'd be lots of pog talk in this goddamn Todd talk pad talk oh pad what the fuck is pad talk I was told there'd be pog I want to talk about pog and slammer the pog slammers and those spiky pog those were great yeah pog <laughs> 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 What's a spiky pog? I want to know what a spiky pog is. He got played with like a pog with a nail, <laughs> a nail through it. Now, this is my good slammer. Have you seen the pog racing game? No. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, buddy. I'll have a link to that trailer in the show notes. <laughs> um, it is, I can't remember the actual name of it, but I think it's a PSN game. Where um, it's just a racing game, as far as I know, it's just a racing game. Uh, but instead of cars, uh, you're controlling a pog that has wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there not like because they have Surgeon Simulator and stuff like that, like the hard to control games? Why is there not a pog simulator where you're picking up and you're trying to like shittily use a slammer? And and play a horrible version of Pong. I like that, like the virtual uh, tabletop game yeah. kind of deal. Um, I am totally gonna find this um, as we close the show out, unless we have time to take another call. Nah, I think we're about there. We're good. All right. Well, uh, that was pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. So don't miss the next episode. Um, it's our it's Dad Month. So we'll be doing a a dad game. What's the next one on the list? Uh, do you want to do Dad and Me? Yeah, Dad and Me sounds good. That is a super short game. Yeah. So um, we got we're gonna have to bring our we're gonna have to bring our dad goofs for sure. Sounds good. Because I I think it's like a twelve minute game. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Because I was looking today. Let's we'll play it in real time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So. Play that. Play for twelve minutes, then hear us talk about it. We can all we can all do this as a group, have the full experience together. Uh, but what we still need are five star iTunes reviews. We're so close to that one hundred and fifty. We want to get there. I can taste it. I want it. Mm-hmm. So please help us out. Go to iTunes, find Tadpog, subscribe, leave the show a five star rating, write a review. So if there's a game you want us to play, guest host for an episode, or a, a Patreon request. Include that in your five star written review. We promise we will get to that eventually. eventually. Guess what, guys? I couldn't find the Pog game. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that... It wasn't a fever dream. Th- I'm pretty sure that it wasn't, <laughs> yeah. And I know that someone sent me um, someone sent me a trailer for it. I cannot remember who it was, so I apologize for that. But I'm going to look for it. Damn it. Uh, in the meantime, you can always find us on tadpog.com. That's where the show notes live. 
Um, do you want some sweet, sweet links to, I don't know, Madden NFL 94? That'll be there. I'm sure you, <laughs> you want to see Mimi's shirt. If I can find it, I'll put that there too. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash tadpog. Uh, there's a lot of cool people there doing a lot of cool shit. If you have comments for us, that is the best place to put them. Uh, and I'd like to say um, thank you to everybody who ended up sharing uh, the uh, Shower With Your Dad Simulator episode. Yeah. Because that's a ballsy move. I love you. I love you who did that. Yep. You're all great. Uh, to those of you who didn't do that, I understand. <laughs> I do. I, I didn't share it either uh, because my grandmother's on there. So I get it. Uh, granted, she doesn't know how to use the internet, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay. I mean, she might figure it out one day, <laughs> so I don't want to go there. Uh, I'd also, you can also find, oh, I'll tell you what I want. Uh, okay, so on this episode post, what I want to know is, if you were a ghost, listener, what would your signature scare be? I good. need to know. I need to know what your signature scare <laughs> would be. Um, Tyler's signature scare, of course, would be parents hate fucking. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Mine would be a lame-ass giant caterpillar, because I think they're, I think they're gross when you look at them close. <laughs> Um, but that's part of the horror, Tyler. It's mm -hmm. like you think they're cute, but when you look at one real close, uh, the horror is uh, revealed. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's like a panda bear. That's actually a fucking bear. So, yeah. Still. And it has still. wieners, uh, like um, like most mammals do. Yeah. So, you think they don't, but they don't know they do, yeah. but they do. Yeah, they really don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, actually, that's why they're going extinct. <laughs> Scientists have proved. They it, just don't know that they have reproductive <laughs> organs. <laughs> We're also on Twitter. We're mm -hmm. at Tadpog underscore podcast. It's cumbersome, I realize. Uh, thank you to everybody who's retweeting us, especially our episode announcements, because they help spread the word of the show. Guess what I I done goofed last time? Forgot to mention that we have a Patreon. You know that thing that we really oh, yeah. like yeah. when people uh, are show their support and mm -hmm. donate to it? Just completely forgot to mention it. Um, even though we have a Patreon exclusive bonus episode coming mm -hmm. out uh, on this Friday, just completely forgot to mention it. So my bad. Um, if you'd like to be, I totally forgot about that too. Yeah, yeah. We just, I, I was driving. That's one of the things where I was driving home and I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> uh, I almost thought about calling you and asking if uh, we could just record it over the phone, <laughs> like just do like a sh really shitty stinger where it's like, "Hey, we're also give us money on Patreon.com." Uh, but if you do want to give us money, in all seriousness, uh, you can find us uh, at Patreon.com/slash/tadpog. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you very much to the people who already do that. Mm -hmm. um, it means very much to us. Uh, I do have some people to thank. Mm -hmm. um, so I am not great about keeping on top of the thank yous. So I mean this in all seriousness. If I have missed you, please, please, please let me know. Uh, and I, because I want to give you a shout out on the show. Uh, but most recently, I want to thank uh, Nate from Utah, who uh, increased his pledge significantly. Uh, I want to thank, uh, and I think that we've already thanked her, but why not? Here's another one. Uh, Anastasia mm -hmm. Anderson mm -hmm. uh, for a new pledge. Uh, Shane Davis for a new pledge. Uh, Thomas Deeks, Chris Schmidt, uh, Robert Mangione, uh, and uh, all for new pledges. And I want to thank uh, Lord Dennis, who increased his pledge. Oh. Even though he drove down here to record the bonus episode that's mm -hmm. going to drop on Friday. Mm -hmm. On top of that, he upped his pledge. So uh, Taryn 
uh, told me she did as well. You're right. You're right. She totally did. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we've, she's like in top tier now. Yep. She's like in God tier. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Taryn. Not just for boobs, but for donations too. She's in boobs tier. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, you can call what us if you want. Do? Yeah, there you go. Uh, if you want to hear your voice uh, or ha- or hear your words read on this show, you can leave us a voicemail or send us a text. The number for that is 270-883-2555. Uh, you can mail us things if you'd like to, mm-hmm. like Sandwich Pope Phil did. Uh, what's the address for that? And it's Tadbog Studios, care of Nicole Nance, P.O. Box 3785, Paducah, Kentucky, 42002. Then we also have an Instagram. I've been getting back on top of that again. So that's Tadpog underscore podcast on Instagram. Here we go. Uh, our theme song is moved. Let's take more drive. Leave that track. We found the show notes at Tadpog.com. How you want to close this out, Dave? Like Pops Ghostly. All right. All right. <laughs> that's a good callback. That's a very good callback. Do you remember what he sounds like? Vaguely. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time. You've got to get rid of the demons so that mine and my secret murder family can escape this curse. So that my ghost kids don't see me hate fuck my ghost wife. (laughs) Hey, so really, there's a Patreon episode coming out this Friday where... uh, Lord Dennis comes on, and then Jorge, who is back from L.A., from being a stand-up comic, uh, they guess us, and we talk all about comedy, because we yep. all love stand-up comedy a lot. Yeah. So, I feel like it was a solid show. Yeah, I So, if you're already a donor, cool. Don't do anything. Just download the episode. You'll get it. So, yeah, and if, if you, this would be a good, good time to jump in. So just throw in a dollar. You'll get this good episode and all the other shit. At this point, we've got a pretty good Patreon catalog. Yeah, we do have a good library going. So, all right, that's it. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>